DJ What's happening everybody We live It's Corsair Radio It's your boy Shice Wright Y'all know it's Versus Thursday If y'all not tuning in I understand Y'all probably watching Gucci Mane Young Jeezy Just turn on Corsair in the background Play us on the low We on the same vibe We gonna have Gucci Jeezy Going up all day But y'all know what it is Yesterday was the NBA Draft It's Corsair Thursdays PG in the building. We got Ida Pappy tapping in and a special guest as well. PG, man, what's good? Hey, what's the deal? Hey, juicy. I said juicy. Uh, yeah, you know how you be getting down, Paul. Hey, Gucci came out of here with the Haymakers. Right. He threw two Haymakers to on the start. Time. I'm just like, that's. All Jeezy can say was like, okay, I yeah. see how we started this. That's disrespectful. Two just, diss tracks <laughs> off Top, Man, bro. that's like if Game Battles 50 was 50 talking about in Game Say, I'm starting with 300 bars. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, like, honestly, you set the tone because we all know Jeezy could come out with the straight haymakers. No, Jeezy yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeezy got hits. We, we, we are not questioning that. Yep. We know what is going on here. But when you come out, like, saying, fuck Jeezy, <laughs> yeah. this round one. Like yeah. give them the original diss track from back in the past when y'all was beefing. Then the second track, a lot of people didn't know it was a diss track at first. And as soon as you hear him talking about like you seen your boy and I and I clapped him because both yeah. pause, but you know which is the most disrespectful because that really happened. It really you know? happened in real life. Like G uh, Gucci had like a whole murder beef because of some situation yeah. which was supposedly allegedly set was involved with. Yeah, it was set up with Jeezy. Uh, so you know like. Things happen. That, hey, and that Atlanta going up right now, bro. Like it's 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 a fun night. I hope y'all enjoying yourself. You know, hey. be safe. Y'all don't go too crazy and get together in like large groups over a versus battle. Yeah, please you know, don't. Like y'all please can chill. That you know, this, California they about to put dog. us on lockdown. We already on purple. Chill, bro. Yeah, we, yeah. I know we Lakers, but chill. We don't yeah. need that purple and gold. So right now. it's crazy uh, right now. But this is courtside radio. Y'all know why we here. Uh, like he said. Um, Make sure you have that Corsair radio in the background of the verses. If not, you can always tune in after because it is still going to be up on the app and then across other platforms as well. But man, we thank you guys for tuning in to Courtside Radio with the Super Duo, the um, Bret Hart and Owen Hart of this radio podcast thing, AD and LeBron of it, of course. Tonight but, I'm Gucci, he Jeezy. Nah, I ain't no <laughs> damn Jeezy. I'm, I'm Drake on the I'm Drake on the on the, uh, the, the featuring track. Okay, okay, but. I uh, you know we can rock with that But yeah man We are here Mike Hill the PG The Magic Johnson of the show Making sure that this thing is Showtime Every time you hear Every Courtside time we Radio on, on the mic But hey We talked about the NBA draft man So um Yeah man it went well It, it went as I expected, yeah. uh, pretty much. But yeah, the, the moves hey, that happened and like everything that went down. Let, let's get the um, the bad news out first, so we can oh, throw it out there. Which I know, yeah, really sucks. But this is tough because he wanted him. Yeah, he like like even though he on the enemy for me, you know. It's, yeah, it, he's honestly one of my favorite players on that team. I was I wanted to see him play uh, again, and for him to have to miss a whole another uh, year, I think we have to let Mike in. President, okay, let me say participants. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, see the waiting room. But yeah, man, uh, just to know that, man, Clay is going to be out for the year with his Achilles injury. It, it, it really sucks, man, because he's, you know, he's such a special player, such a special uh, shooter that, man, it, it's just it's just terrible, man. And I hate the fact that he's not going to be able to play basketball this year for the Warriors, who, you know, after, you know, the the, the move, the drafting of, of Wiseman 
um, you know, I thought that they were going to be a championship team. But, hey, it's Courtside Radio. We are here. Mike Hedda, PG. Yes, and Bruce, before we go on, straight from Tennessee. Tennessee on them. Tennessee in the building. Uh, the shooting guard himself. Mr. Inglewood, he might, he might, somebody might take his title now because he ain't Inglewood no more. He, he uh, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we got Mike, we got Mike tapping in. What's up, Mike? What up? What up? You know, I had to come in and tap in with my guys all the way, two thousand plus miles away. You know how we do. We courtside radio, baby. We got number Fuego coming to you, and it's about to be a whole hell of a lot because Jeezy and Gucci is going up, and they started they off going strong. up, bro. It's going, crazy. I'm just saying, if you start. If you start off with two diss tracks, I'm just saying that, you got the early lead, goo wop in the building. That's Haymakers right away. So shout out to uh, both of those guys, man. And during the entire episode, uh, I might have to change his name to the uh, NBA Draft Recap and uh, Gucci Gucci and Jeezy <laughs> NBA Draft Recap episode. But shout out to those guys killing it right now. But we are here doing our thing. Hey, so we're talking about Clay Tuck. Alright, I want to give a quick Bruce. shout out. I feel you, Bruce. I got my boy I got my boy Bruin Killer, aka Brian in the building. Hey, open up the chat too. One hey. of my one of my OGs from way back. We go way back to our USC days and turn it up all the way. Yep. But a huge Laker fan. Thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you for being with us. You you good to hang on with us as long as you like. Big basketball fan. We on Twitter all the time going up, making sure we trash all these uh Clipper fans out here. So oh, we, yes. Very we out here double teaming like the Deadly Boys on Twitter. Throw, facts. Throw, throw them oh. away. But uh, <laughs> hey, shout out to him, man, for uh, tapping in with Courtside Radio on today. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat that, you know, eventually hits us up. I see some names up there. That I think they in the chat right now. They in the chat right now? Who in the chat right now? Ready? Oh, they, they know oh, they was today. there. Oh, they was there. They going up today. Yeah, was that? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Okay, yeah. They'll be on. They watching Gucci Young Jeezy. I understand. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They going to tap in with us. They they entertain right now. So I just want to talk just real quick, just our takes, uh, just a quick take on uh, Clay Thompson being out for the year. I think it sucks. It's 14 that had finals aspirations. Uh, I think that, you know, they should still be really good because you have um, Steph leading the way but it just sucks that he's not going to have his splash brother partner uh what, what's your take on it mike poor fella i will say that this is a huge loss for golden state but we got to look at it now players have to step up yep because now they're going to have to look at damn near james wiseman yes. as their number two option outside of step no you got wiggins. Now they're gonna, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to show what he is and how he can affect the league because people didn't believe in him coming in, but he's a very skilled big man, and they let that injury go ahead and overtake what they really saw this man do from Memphis High School on and then against greater competition when he got to Memphis the time that he did have. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. expect big things from Golden State. They will be a good team, but not as great as they could have been with, with Clay. The Splash Brothers will have to have a uh, they will have to have a reconnection coming up soon, but prayers up to you, Clay. Speedy recovery. We love you, dog, and get back to it. No, facts. Um, What's your quick take on it, Bruce? It sucks, bro. Straight up. You know, like, at the end of the day, they were supposed to be the team that would challenge the Lakers in the West. You know, we have all that, like, just the whole narrative and him coming back from ACL injury as well. You know, we were kind of waiting on him to come back. We never got him back. 
And then similar to Boogie's situation, you expect him to come back after an injury. He gets injured right before the season starts. It sucks, especially when it's somebody you like. It's like one of those like very well-liked players in the league. So that that's what sucks the most is that the fact that he... He like he's not going to get his opportunity this year, yeah. and it, and then it's one of the worst injuries you can think of in basketball. Now the way he plays, I don't see it being any issue with him coming back. I don't see it ever being a problem for him to actually. Um, I don't see the problem with him like getting back to who he was. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though he's been out this long, but I think even with that, you know, it's just more time to recover, more time to get right. But like I said, it's going to be a long road. It's going to be a long battle. He'll probably miss most of. Uh, training camp next year because we're gonna try to start on time in September. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like it just sucks, man. But like I said, he plays off ball. He he might not be running around as quick. He might not be hitting them cuts around the screen. But he he's a worker. Like he's a, he's gonna work his butt off True. to get back. So I have no doubt that he will be back in it. And. Man, shout out to Clay, man. Get well soon, bro. You know it's mad love from here. Like all day, we nah, we facts. we wanted you to be a Lakers since day one. Bro, and hey, his mama named him Clay. I'm gonna call, call him Clay. Clay. Bring yes, your ass to LA. But B, man, what's good, brother? You uh, what you got? You got a take on this one? Yeah, man. I think everybody was sad to see Clay go down because of that injury. Because because uh, he plays the game so clean, you know. You never, you yeah, never see man. him talk to anybody. You know, put anybody. He down. loves defense. Yeah, he 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 plays clean defense. I think he plays the cleanest defense I've seen in a long time. Yes, I'm with you. No, yeah, yeah he's a I, I, very good defensive he, player. Yeah, he uses his, his size. He moves his feet. He doesn't. He, he doesn't do any kind of Bruce Bowen, Raja Bell type stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's the true. holding. Like no, not yeah. even the holding. Just the dirty stuff. You know, he's just a clean. Like he, he chests up. You know, he cuts you off and he just challenges your shot. He's not trying to have you land on his his ankle. You know, he's not, like, doing all that BS that you would see those guys do. But it's a big loss. He's his yeah, it's a big loss for uh, Golden State. But, you know, they got to adjust. They added a player that we're going to talk about later that can help. But uh, so the NBA draft just occurred. Uh, we saw all 60 picks go through. couple people, Uh-oh. like, a couple names. couple names surprised me. I can't believe Keon Martin Jr. was drafted at 46, which is crazy. But just, just a lot of different guys, like seeing uh, Denny. The uh, Israeli kid dropped to number nine when people had him going top five. Yeah, everybody's technically Man. dropped, but then, yeah. But the beginning it was kind, of kind of felt it kind of felt in order. So what I want to do is everybody can, everybody can go out there and see the picks. I want us to give our favorite picks of the draft. Yeah. So what were your favorite picks? So I'll just go through mine and then I'm gonna throw it over to our guests and then uh, Mike and Bruce, you guys can take it. Anthony Edwards yeah. at number one. I just think yes, that sir. he was a he's the best player in the draft to me, and I just think that he was perfect for that team. Yeah. Like a lot of people's greatness in their careers come for the fit for the team you end up on, and I think that that was a perfect number one pick. Uh, James Wiseman at number two, another perfect fit. You get to go in there and play that that uh, bogut role at first, and then adjust as you continue to get better to a bigger role, but a perfect system. I like the Nico Mannion pick at at forty eight for them. Oh. Uh, yes. oh, a playmaker God. off the bench for the Warriors. I, I like I'm that. I'm hating on that a one. Guy that's He's some, a shooter and a bucket, bro. Yeah, people thought he was going to go top five and you know, at the beginning of the season, and now this happens. Um, Big O for the Hawks, uh, the former Chino Hills star. Yeah. 
USC mm-hmm. USC That gives them probably Like one of the best Like uh, back courts Or front courts In the NBA yeah. With Big O um, You got Capella And John Collins Like that's crazy And then For the New York Knicks OB yes, OB Toppin At number 8 he was the greatest pick for them because he's from that area, so he's gonna actually be proud to be a Nick. And you know, he Which gives is me funny that. To say. Yeah, he gives me that Amari Stoudemire's vibe. So that pick, and then um, another pick. But I'm gonna talk about that when we say who we feel is our winner of the draft night. But um, you you up next? What is it? B. That's my boy Brian. Yeah. Brian, there you go, Brian. You got it you next. Go. He's a huge SC fan. This is where we used to That's uh, what I'm talking put about, in baby. work. On the pong tables out there, he might have taken some mails. I might have taken a couple too, you know. But you know, <laughs> we, we was out there going, Man, going up. But uh, yeah, you can uh, always find I him on Twitter, Bruin Killer, Bruin Killer. Killer. That's, that's dope, day. disrespectful, but dope at the same time. So, <laughs> hey, what, what were your favorite picks of the uh, NBA draft? Uh, I think you hit it on the head with, with Edwards. Um, I like his game a lot. I think the biggest thing about Edwards is well, a lot of NBA players are now. Describing it, he's a dog. Like he's a dog. He's gonna he's gonna get right after you. He's a he's an alpha. No, yeah, so, he's dope. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's he's very he's he's like, he's like that. He has like that like that roundup mentality. Like he he's he's coming in. And he's he's the best player already, already in his mind before he even touches the court. So I think gotta have that confidence. Got, you got any other picks? Any any other picks that you, uh, your favorite? I picks? like the mellow. I like I really like the mellow at three with the Hornets because he's gonna have. The whole time to do whatever he wants because he Man, has no, no one else to share, to, to share the ball with. So he's going to be the main. Him and Demonte Graham, that's it. The main the main attraction there at, with the Hornets is going to have he's going to have all the free time to do whatever he wants. The kid is because, box office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he has no one else to share the ball with. No, so he yeah. Can go and, Scary Terry, get on the bench. Other than Graham, he got Graham, but yeah, like you said, he he has the keys to that franchise, and not a lot of like. Edwards and Wiseman don't have that. Like you guys are no, coming exactly. in. Wait, 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 chill, bro. Yeah, chill, y'all chill, part chill. of the team. You're complimentary. Yeah. <laughs> Melo's like, bro, I also you got think that the 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 Warriors pick was really good because they're gonna be solid at the guard position for the next few years. And if and if he develops uh, the Wiseman pick, if he, if he actually develops, they're gonna actually have an inside game too. So that could be dangerous in the next years to come. No, I mean, they need that inside outside. I game. agree. Yeah, he gives me a lot of David Robinson vibes. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. He gives me a lot of. <laughs> I would, I would David say he Robinson gives more vibes. of the baby KG type of vibes, just depending on how he wants to use. If he can get more athletic after that injury, and how he has progress from Memphis to the NBA. Yeah, he's he's gonna be nice. So, um, Mike, uh, what are your what are your favorite picks of the draft? Number one, honestly, Anthony Edwards, because coming in, I saw LaMelo Ball as being the number one prospect, but the best fit for Minnesota with D'Lo, who needs the ball to be productive, and Carl Anthony Towns, who also needs the ball to be productive. They're not the most athletic players on their team, but they are definitely the most skilled. So if you add Anthony Edwards, who can be an athletic guard who has an NBA bag already coming in, I would love that because he can produce without the ball in his hands and he moves well without the ball. Number two, I also would like James Wiseman because he brings a big man factor to a guard-heavy team and a perimeter-heavy shooting team in the Golden State Warriors. Number three, LaMelo Ball. He is box office coming in, as Bruce said. But you have to understand, Michael Jordan took the risk and he knew what he was getting to fill in some seats and actually have someone 
who can look as I actually made a good pick this year, even to go ahead and have me a, a very explosive backcourt with Devontae Graham, who was already averaging 18 points, who I thought was the most improved player of the year. But I digress because Brandon Ingram did whatever he needed to do because he was on a better team. But it's cool. And also, Topping. I will give the cat from New York. That boy deserves to play for the New York Knicks because they have no hope. They bring a hometown kid in that's going to put more people in the seats, and he is going to be a a great type of Amari Stoudemire type player that they need. Someone who doesn't need the ball, but he is willing to make plays on defense, offense, and you can rely on him. No, I cannot wait to see. Look, I can't wait to see what the Knicks do with all these damn young picks they have because now I'm like, y'all can actually have a team. You're not going to be great, but you're going to have a very exciting team. No, yeah, and I agree. I think that I love that topping pick, man. So dope for New York. If they can get Russ over there, it'd be crazy. What about you, Bruce? What are your favorite picks of the draft? I'll run through mine quick. So Anthony Edwards is perfect because he just fits. Same with Wiseman, it, he fits. Like the teams, they they made mm-hmm. picks for exactly what was necessary for the teams. Mm-hmm. Same with Lamelo. Technically, is like you needed a big time player out there to bring a, a little more excitement back. You already have Devontae Graham out there, who's a shooter. He's a hooper. He's an ISO player, but you also have a a, a playmaker now who who can play honestly from the one to the three with his size. When when you guys are lining up and you guys want to put all those guys on the. Uh, on the floor together. Uh Fast you got break P- about to be crazy. Yeah, you got PJ Washington out there and stuff like that. Like it's next level in in Hornets. Like in yeah. and it's just gonna be fun to watch. It's, it's gonna be very fun to see. But uh like you said, the uh another team Atlanta going with the kid from SC who's also from Chino. Yeah. Um which is crazy that they had two players from that same that same team, really three, three players in the yeah. league, but two players that were like graduated, technically graduated the same year, even though Melo left early, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that went top six or top <laughs> ten even. Like, that's yeah. just nuts. Crazy. So, shouts out to them, especially from him being from the West Coast. Obi, of course, because he's from New York, and, like, New York needed that flashy, like, another yeah. technically box-off-high flyer player that they got. Player of the but year I'm, in college. I'm going to go all the way down uh-huh. to... Uh, Pick 24. 24. Who's that? RJ Hampton. RJ. Hey. I'm tired of these dudes stealing yeah. picks late in the draft. Man. How are y'all letting this happen, in NBA? Like, what is going on with y'all? Like, he was RJ supposed to go, to go to top bus. 10. RJ Hampton is a top five, top 10 player. Yeah. They got uh, your boy, light skin. What's his name? I can't Michael think. Porter. Michael Porter Jr. in what, top 15 yeah. a couple years ago. Bobo. Bobo last year. Yeah. And now they have RJ Hampton. These are. Like tell in eight, nine, ten guys, eleven. These guys don't even get minutes. But what they bring to the table for you, those teams, is next level, yeah. bro. Like it's like, why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Like, oh yeah, we're gonna pick RJ Hampton at twenty four. Duh. Yeah, we're gonna trade for him and make sure that we make this happen. They just got all the young talent. Yeah. And over I want to shout out Nico Man because the Lakers worked him out and we didn't get him. And then the Warriors go get him. But also because his dad was drafted by the Warriors and played for or played for the Warriors. Yeah, he was drafted by the Warriors and yeah, played for the Warriors. I saw that. Yeah. And that's big. You that's know, just, biased, you know you I mean, that's just some family stuff yeah. and it's beautiful. It's, it's a perfect story, you know, and it just makes you feel at home. But shout out to all the draft picks that got picked yesterday. Um, 
Y'all worked y'all butts off for it. Y'all deserve it. Mm-hmm. Keep working. I saw Cole Anthony crying, even though his dad was a top NBA player at one point in his life. Him, bro. Yeah, he, said, he was in full tears. Shout there. out a lot Cole of those Anthony. dudes was in full tears yeah. at home, especially when you with your family. You get to celebrate it's, with them. COVID, you're not out here in the back doing photo shoots or nothing. You know, you basically just say hi bye. You have a quick interview and you back enjoying time with your family. Blessings to y'all. Y'all get out there and y'all work hard. Man, because it's going to be tough yeah, to hear when you got the Lakers running it up like this. <laughs> Fact. So, shout, hey, shout out. I want to shout a couple names. Cole Anthony, a guy that was supposed to be top five, dealt with injuries in an inefficient year, kind of dropped him down. Uh, Cassius Winston, who had a great college career at Michigan State, he's going to be playing uh, with OKC. Um, then Cassius Stanley, a guy, a kid that I've been watching since a freshman at Harvard Westlake. Yeah, uh, stupid he bounce. He's going to be at Indiana, so you know you hope you hope he gets better. Trey Jones joining his brother in the league. He plays for Man, the Spurs. For real, so. that's, and he he went to a perfect situation. Yeah, they perfect love point situation. Yep. Trey Jones is a great player, honestly, when it came mm-hmm. to college, and he's a smart player. He's a he's a veteran technically because he spent a lot of years in college. Yeah, like facts, San Antonio I got a real good pick. Y'all better be careful with that young man. So shout out to hey, uh, Michael, yeah, I got something for you. Let me hear it. I got a staff for you. Let me the hear. First it. two brothers to go in the top three. This is for you, Bruce Lonzo Ball and Lamelo. And Lamelo brothers in NBA history to be picked in the top three. Hey, and that's crazy. So hey, we got to put some respect on Levar name because we always hear about. Um, Archie Manning with his sons Eli and Peyton, Bruh. who were two first top overall picks. We got to put some respect on Levar Nate because he got two Res- guys put- that are top three picks. Top three in the NBA. In the NBA, like you getting that yeah. money off top your franchise players. I know Lonzo got traded, but Lonzo they still everybody still somewhat yeah, still thinks some highly in him. Yeah. of him and know that he can be a problem. And like especially with the Drew trade, opens up a lot more time for him to see what you actually have yep. in Lonzo. But uh, and then also, I mean, before COVID happened, Lamelo was actually going onto the G League with o- with OKC. Yeah. So you know he was going yeah. to get an opportunity at least, and he's mm-hmm. still the best shooter of the brothers. No, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah, like yeah, the yeah. best oh, shooter best has the cleanest. Are you form. talking about uh, not Lamelo? You talking about? Um, I mean, Jello, Jello Ball, yeah. still the best shooter. He was in. He he went on and got his his thing going. So we'll see. Hey, so of course I radio. I gotta, oh, what's up, I Brian? Gotta, I got a quick. I got a quick idea to, to throw to throw out there. Let me hear it. I man. love the picks, and I hope and, and I hope everybody comes out. You know, everyone, everyone produces. You know, everyone does good. You know, everyone hopes that. But I don't know if you noticed, it's becoming more and more of a rating show now, where everybody wants to have a feel good story. Everybody wants to like drop a tear or two. Some of these picks didn't make sense. Like the Knicks getting another forward, and no one <laughs> there like the. Like the you know, like the announcers weren't there to like debate it and at least have a thought about it. Hey, like, hey, like, where, are they gonna trade them? Are they gonna? Does that mean that somebody else is gone from that? Team? Yeah, but after was, the you, get me? Like, you don't have that. Yeah, no more. after the Knicks did what they did today, I think it all makes sense. Like they purged their whole entire. Um, Roster yeah. to create forty million dollars in cap space, and they let go of the Taj Gibson's, 
uh, different guys like that. Only four I think they have left is Julius Randle. Did they, they got, got rid of Mo last year? Harkless? Mo Harkless. And, uh, no, he still got Mo, too. but he's small for it. Okay. They got RJ Barrett too. Yeah, RJ Barrett. So that's a guard. So oh, yeah, I like, know they got him. Yeah, they, yeah. they well, clean. He's, you know, he's, he's more of a uh, more small four, but they put him in yeah. more guard. Yeah, he's, he's a ball. He's a, he's a ball handling. He's he's your uh, point forward. Yeah, point forward. So yeah, exactly. He fits that. So yeah, and what tripped me out because I was watching the draft. I pulled up on my parents. I was watching with my moms. I was like, moms. It's crazy because out of the first twelve picks, I ten no lie, like nine or ten of those kids, black dad, white mom. Oh, all like, of them. Was bro. Oh, hey, ain't nothing wrong with interracial uh, interracial families. No, ain't, out. ain't nothing wrong. It just tripped me out to see that because it's like, wait a minute. Like, but that's that's just that's part of the world. No, yeah, it's America and like how it is right now. You know, it's a lot of interracial, but that's yeah, that's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing about it is because everybody will. At some point, be a be black, be a person of color. <laughs> yeah. You know, in that. Oh, we got we got another, we got somebody tapping in. We got somebody calling. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Courtside Radio. Who we got? We are here in the building. State your name, guest. What up, man? It's Ray Barbone. What's going on? Ray, my guy, my guy. What's the deal, Ray? How's everything going, man? Good, bro. I saw you. I, I just heard you guys talking about Lavar. I had to jump on real quick. Oh, oh. yeah, we should get to get, get, yeah. Hey, g- give me your take on Lavar and his greatness. <laughs> and he had the hat on and dude. said, "What I tell y'all?" I told you so, dude. I told you so. Yeah. He, this dude has been ninety percent on on target with everything he said, and literally the entire hate that goes against this guy was created by uh, by these big shoe corporations. Nope. As yep. soon as he tried to yep. take a piece of the pie, mm-hmm. I agree. This is what this is what happens when you mess with the machine. I'm not saying Lavar goes about it the right way, but Lavar's a smart cat. He knows how to get attention, and he gets everybody's attention with the stupid stuff he says. No, I agree. Very outlandish. Very. Yeah, very, very outlandish. Uh, I agree. He says a lot of crazy stuff, but he was the competition. But he told you, I'm gonna have two sons. It's gonna be top five picks, mm-hmm. and then you know if Jello mm-hmm. can make it to a league, he said Jello is gonna be in the league. I have so. three. God, we got to get that man me, all his respect. What's up, let Ray? Let me ask you guys a question. Okay. Yeah. What's the problem with LeVar Ball? He's got three kids, all good kids, uh, have their heads on straight, uh, honor roll students from what I hear in high school, and they're all living out their dreams. No nonsense. The worst thing you got is you got Jello stealing some sunglasses overseas. Yeah. What's the problem? He's trying to trap. That's it. The only, only issue people will say with LeVar is that he's attention seeking and he tries to take the shine from his kids. But I'm like, but who wouldn't be proud of their kids doing great things? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, yep. n- it's nothing you can hate on him with. Nah, nope, that's just the media. All. And honestly, it's because, for one, he's, he's a black man and he's yep. strong arming the game, period. And he understands what. What they take advantage of in these kids and like how they use these kids for their gain yep. and you know and like Lonzo like look at Lonzo yep. on UCLA like he was UCLA hadn't been that good in a hundred years almost it felt like um like almost mm-hmm. getting to the tournament or in the tournament and doing what mm-hmm. they were doing you know like beating big teams like Kentucky and just you know going all out like and then you get him to the league and I didn't like that he pulled Jello out of UCLA. Um, only because I thought that was his only chance at at least getting, even if he had to stay a couple years. Yeah, play four his years. Only chance. Yep. But even the, what he did with Lamelo, I had no problem with it technically, just because the kid was like, I knew he was gonna be that good. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew he was gonna mm-hmm. be that good. It was obvious. So mm-hmm. they were already getting what they could out of him. 
in 10th grade in high school. So it was like, man, let me get my kid out of here. He can get drafted, get a little get a little check in, have our name in the news, whatever it might be. But it hurt him. At, it didn't hurt him at all. Top three pick. Top Thank three pick. Yeah. Left school Bro, at 10th grade. Hey, so, so Ray, since we got you on here, I want us to, um, before we move on to around the league, uh, just mention winners of the draft. Uh who you got, Ray, as a, a your like one team you could pick out and be like, this team won the draft. Honestly, I, I didn't even watch the draft, bro. To be honest with you. So I can't even, I can't, you, I can't even go there with you. Oh, man. Come on, Ray. Nope. Nope. That's nope, crazy. Hey, we'll talk when they're in the league. Yes, sir. Hey, but hey, Ray, thanks so we'll much, man, for, for calling in. Um, much love, bro. Like, Ray, man, give, give plug yourself, man. Tell the people what you got going. Let them know. Yeah, check me out on Ray. I got a podcast myself, the leadoff hitter. Uh, follow me at Ray underscore Barbon. But let me leave you guys with two points. Okay. The uh, the G League. The reason that they uh, that they actually got a pay hike was because of who? LeVar Ball. Because of LeVar Ball. Agreed. And two, Bryce Harper left high school early and got his GED because he wanted to play against higher competition. What was the problem with that? I never heard anything about that. Facts. That's it. I'm out. Yeah, hey Ray, thanks for Got calling you. in, bro. Make sure you guys tap into my guy Ray, man. Lead off hitter, dope Ooh. podcast, man. I, I was I was the first guest. You know what I do? I blaze hey. the mic every time I'm on that thing. But uh, hey, my kid. Yeah. Before we move on, I got a quick take that I was for the Levar Ball situation. Okay. I feel like people took a negative connotation to his brash delivery on his confidence in his children. Yeah. He was bold. He made outlandish picks in people's minds, but he sought up potential in his kids, and he acted on it. He was verbal about it, and he was aggressive about it. People didn't like it, but God damn it, tell me the man wasn't right. Hey. He said, he, I know what I know. If I don't know shit, I know something about something. <laughs> Facts, I man. Have a take, I, I have a quick take on that, too. You got it, Brian. Go I, I, feel like, I feel like it was more like Suburban America was scared of him. Like, wow, look why he's so arrogant. <laughs> but everybody that grew, everybody that grew up in the hood or who played basketball was like, man, that's like my dad. If I was that good, you know. Facts. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Anything, anything you don't see that you're used to, you're scared of, and you know that's what happened. He was a guy. How many parents do you know go on TV shows, you know, and be on the first takes, the undisputed, talking basketball about their kids? Not many, you know. Um, I can only think of like KD's mom who was on the show, but she was just accompanying her son. But he's on there without his kids. Dude showed up on WWE Monday Night Raw. He was on Monday Night Raw, bro. Lavar with with uh, Melo. So <laughs> like, he should get your check, yeah. bro. It he shows had his you. own league, bro. Bro, yeah. He had his own league. This is why the high school players right now can go straight to the G League yep. and get what is it, quarter million? Yeah, quarter million. Yeah, yeah. Five, like, come on. So, all that is Lavar. Hey, shout all out, of it. Shout out to Lavar Ball, man, being a great, great dad, and hey, telling the people That's what right. he knew his kids were going to do. So shout out to Lavar. Hey, so winners of the draft. Winners of the draft for me. I'm gonna say um, the Sixers. They drafted Tyrese Maxey, a guy that a lot of people had going in the lottery. They got him at like 24. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You get Isaiah Joe in the second round, who's a guy that can shoot. Then you trade for Seth Curry, who's going to be coached by his father-in-law. And dumped the Horford contract. Exactly. Yeah, and dumped the, the Horford contract. Yeah. $90 million, Which bro. is crazy. And then you go and get Danny Green, a guy who won two straight championships, is a 3 and D guy. 
you got shooting around Simmons and Embiid. Um, you got a, a guard who can score and Maxi. Then you got even more shooting with Isaiah Joe. I think that Philly are building a good team around their two stars. Shout out to Daryl Morey. At it again with uh, adding some nice pieces. Uh, Brian, is there any team that stood out to you uh, when it came to the draft? I'm going to go a little off topic, but I think who won the draft and who's going to win it for the next few years is Sam Presti and the Thunder. Lord, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, all those picks he has. <laughs> no. Hey, agreed. He's going to be the I'm new Danny you. Ainge. He's going to be the new Danny Ainge with all those picks. Them in New Orleans got the, all the picks all for those, the future. All That's those it. picks and no all championships. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> so, Mike, is there a team that stood out to you? But I. Oh, you got to be. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, B. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I was just, just going to add that that I think uh, the winners by far were the Warriors because they already have uh, a good nucleus there. And then they got uh, the number two pick out. Uh, Wiseman and I, I only think they're going to get better next year because they're, they're probably going to get another first round pick next year. Yeah, so gonna yeah, add clearly. On Clay will be back next year. So no, yeah. I think they still they still battle uh, and probably sneak in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're going to be. The a reason they were team. out so long is because Steph was hurt. Steph going to be healthy this year. They yeah. still got Wiggins. Um, I'm sure they're going to pick up some more. Nico going to get some minutes. You adding you adding Kelly Obrey. Uh, did they wait? Wait, did they actually? Yeah, that's official now. So you oh, they really made that happen? Yeah, Kelly Obrey. Yeah, Obrey. I was waiting on that to happen. I saw that they were going after him, but I never got yeah, the update. I got that he just averages 19 points a game. So I, Warriors going to be all right, Mike. Ooh, that's next level. Do you, do you have a winner for the draft night? Originally, I have no winners until December 22nd because none of the rookies have proven themselves. But honestly, the best team that made the best push for progression would be the Golden State Warriors. They covered a lot of needs, assets that they needed to fill without knowing that Klay Thompson will be out with a season-ending Achilles injury. <sighs> man, man. But they have filled in some pieces needing to take the ball out of Steph Curry's hands, filling in a big man who can play offense and defensive uh, positions very, very efficiently. And he can move laterally on the perimeter to cover multiple positions himself. And then they have scores out the draft. So it's, it's going to be a toss up on who's going to be the best squad with their new draft additions. But Golden State has an edge. If you got Steph over there, trust me, he can make them young cats be nice. No facts. What about you, uh, Bruce? Who would you say was your if you have a draft night winner? Draft night winner was for sure the Lakers <laughs> because you got to trade away Danny Green, who you didn't like. You gave up a first round pick, which you was going to do nothing with because yep. clearly the players that was taken at twenty eight or later were not aren't going to be what you need. They was going to play <laughs> on our team. Facts, and you turn that into Dennis Schroeder, who was six men in a year last year, technically six men a year. And we're about to let go Quinn Cook on waivers. We already, they already did it. So uh, Miguel, McGee opted in, but that just means he's gonna get traded. So it is what it is. Hey, hey but I, I like that, man. I like that. I think that's Bruce the, with the win. Yeah, for real. Because <laughs> Schroeder, Schroeder is a hell of a piece to add for the pretty much the twenty eighth pick that you did. Yeah, we're going to use. We drafted Schroeder yesterday. No, yeah, I know. A vet. You yeah, drafted like a, a young kid, seventeen again, same age as Anthony Davis, yeah. who is pretty much like tearing the league apart right now. So, so yeah. shout out to all the. Uh, the, the players shout out to teams who did a good job to improve their teams and their situation Courtside Radio we are here man we got our guy Brian on here with us man uh, so let's take everybody around 
the league while we up in here in this good news sports studio uh number two uh actually number one is the sports one baby but let's take you around the league really quick the nba schedule uh it's going to be a little unique this year how they're doing everything which is like very different um you're going to have so December 11th to the 19th are the preseason games. December 22nd to March 1st are the first half of the regular season. So they're going to drop that schedule first. Then they're going to wait during sometime during that period. They're going to drop the second half of the regular season schedule. And that's because they saw what the NFL went through and the yeah. MLB went through with all these postponements and canceled yes. games that so, kind of like screwed mm-hmm. over your season. So you know that you will likely have to replay games. Yep. With the way this virus is going in in uh, the United States right now, yeah. so, so you why have to, why not? You have to protect yourself. So the All Star break is going to be March fifth to the tenth. Second half of the season, March eleventh to sixteenth. Uh, play in tournament is going to be eighteenth to twenty first. Then May twenty second to July twenty second will be the playoffs. The season will be done before the Olympics, so that's great. Um, Gordon Hayward has opt out of his thirty four million dollar contract with the C's so he's pretty much like man I want to be more of a focal point I can't do it here I'm out of here uh, Bogdan um, Bogdan. Bogdanovich his, uh, his free agency plans derail the trade to the Bucks because he actually wants to go out there and try to see the best deal and sign an offer sheet for where he wants to go. So that, that trade is void of the signing there's a, trade. There's a lot going on with that trade, though. Yeah, so a lot going on behind the scenes right now. I the saw NBA that they is actually investigating, investigating that trade because yes. they were saying it was kind of like a wink-wink deal to get him to buy to um, basically – do a signing trade saying like Milwaukee had agreed to a number already mm. and that's why the trade was pretty much announced the way it was but they didn't tell him that yeah so it wasn't a max <laughs> deal that he was getting so they was probably thinking, oh he he said he was gonna be cool with this and he yeah. like y'all trading me here and like y'all telling him I'm good with this trade he like y'all don't know what I'm good with there's a lot of teams out here that could use me he's mm. a hooper yeah cause he, sure, he is a he's a dog dog out there like he just He's a smaller Luca to me In a way like Not like Cause Luca's just next <laughs> yeah, Luca's, level Yeah Luca's Luca But I'm just saying like He's fearless He can pretty much he's, He had like a ton of games He done killed the Lakers Pretty much every time We played him It don't matter Who's on the team Yeah But he's one of those Like right, give me the ball Fourth quarter Close it out Whatever you need to do um, he he would average like twenty plus for a while this yeah. season. Like he he had games he scored like forty. Yeah, you he's, know what I'm saying. He's next level. So there's teams out there. He like if I'm gonna go get my bag, like I know I can like get a name, but I don't want to be a third option, especially when you see Drew Holiday and Giannis out there, and then you got Chris Middleton. I'll be a fourth option. Yeah, fact. You know, yeah. and I, I'm over here shining in sack. Like I think I can do better. Yeah, there's like, teams out there that can actually use me. Some people don't mind being like, okay, I'm gonna play a role just to win, but some people are like, bro, I'm I'm bigger than that. Yeah. Role. So I want to get paid like that, and I want to hoop and have the opportunity. And the way and these stars are moving around, there's like, opportunities everywhere. Houston about to be wide open, it look like. Yeah. You know, like somebody like, oh, I might go to Houston tax-free. Why yeah. not? And, and you know, go with James to the strip club. Yeah. You know who you reminds me of? Who's that? Oh, uh, Bo, uh, uh, Bogdanovich. Who, yeah, he, he reminds me of Gallinero. Gallinero. Gallinari, yeah. Gallinari. Yeah, Gallinari when he was young and he was with Denver because he was a he was an oversized bucket, but he was also somebody who could play on and off the ball. But he was efficient. He didn't have to take too many shots. He wasn't a volume shooter, but he knew what shots he was going to take, and he was letting no one stop him. And I said I like that in him. But he's a he's more of a dog though. He's he doesn't play as soft and as timid because he was like I'll take the contact, I'll get buckets, but I will also dish this bitch off, get some blocks. 
and play stellar defense. I yeah. appreciate it. He gives me that. He gives me a little Stoyakovich vibes. And, he, you know, he's just a but dog. Stoyakovich can play defense, though. That's what I hate about that. No, yeah, like, yeah. Stoyakovich is a solid like, defender. I never wanted to play defense. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – what's your take on um, – this whole thing, uh, Brian, with uh, uh, Bogdanovich. I think it's exactly what y'all said. That he's he's better than what everybody realizes. That he wants to shine somewhere. He wants the spotlight. You know, he doesn't want to go play with uh, Giannis and Drew Holiday and and play Chris like Middleton. a spot of three shooter, bro. Yeah, he doesn't want. He, he don't want to be nobody. He doesn't want to be nobody. Chris Bosh's, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> but, you no, agree. <laughs> and, and with that team, he'll be yeah, worse he than Chris Bosh. One of the main ones. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, because he's going to be the fourth guy. Because Giannis, then it's uh, uh, Middleton, um, then you have Drew, and then it will be uh, you know Bogdanovich. And he's like, bro, nah, I think <laughs> I can do more than that. So I'm out of here. Yeah, let me get somewhere where I can actually come out and get buckets, man. So uh, that's our around the league. It, you know, be, you know, you know, a big. I'm sorry. You know, how to add. You know, be a good situation for him. Is if he joins Lamelo in New Orleans and he has a green light to shoot right there. Yeah, with Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, with Charlotte. That would be nice. Get him open. Yeah. Hey, I like that pick. Get him and Graham. Graham. I like that. Graham, Graham, I think, I think Graham is technically a, a six man at this point. Yeah, that's just what because I look you want to let him just have whatever fun he had. Mm-hmm. The the worst thing is for Scary Terry. Like he's just not an option. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah nah, like we gonna find a place for you at some he's point. Gonna be gone soon. Yeah, yeah they are gonna find a place for him at some point. They probably gotta eat that contract for a year and they end up trading him either halfway through or next season. He's but that's traded. probably why you know Bogdanovich is like, let me see yeah. if I can get to a space like that because then just so he can showcase his talent because he's young. Yeah. he can even sign like a three year deal, two year deal, even if he wants to sign a four year max somewhere or not even a max. He can. He can easily get four years, hundred hey, million this, right now. This is the NBA. Oh, yeah. hey, easily get four. The, the NBA. You got players who want to win. You got players who just play because they like. I'm about to get this check. Like, what's Orlando doing right now? They always looking for somebody. Like no, that. yeah, facts. Like, but, come on, and they were they were a playoff team. Yeah, like Orlando. <laughs> all they do last is two years. Orlando is on the brink. Something to prove. Yeah, and, and they've been paying. They've been paying a couple guys, you know, and they got a couple guys that could end up walking or whatever it might be. Like, hey, you want to hey, sign Trey with side? People got to remember when you watch the NBA is some. Some dudes out there playing to be great and win, and some dudes out there who like I got a ball for this check. I need this check. I mean, yeah. he probably got a whole family back home that need yeah. that need some bread. Like, bro, like don't play yeah. me. I can go to my Milwaukee and win some games or whatever some championships. What that do for me as the fourth best player? Yeah, like it's not like it's not gonna be me. Yeah, you know, like I gotta sit here and play well, next I, to. I, I also get them when they want to chase a bag because they know realistically. Look, I only got like ten years on these legs. Yeah, fast at premium level. And yes. right now, with the way the world bag. is going, the pandemic, yeah. you don't know if this is gonna last forever. Let me sign my check now, man, for real. Yeah. So. Get my money and get on. And he said he yeah. didn't like Milwaukee anyway because they don't be down with the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> that and part. <laughs> and check it out, check it out. And at the end, I'm gonna get pissed. When I'm towards the end, I'm gonna get pissed. Pretend I want a, a trade to a contender, and then and then and then I'll chase my chip after I made my my supermax deal already. Yeah, and that and he, oh, yeah. you know this gives yeah. him time to do that. So shout out to Bagdanovich, go get your bread, homie. Um, so that's around the <laughs> league. Um, 
So now it's my favorite part of uh, every Thursday's episode uh, where I get to have my uh, my fun. The Hating Ass Michael segment is here. Um, it's going to be a good one, too, this week. It's, it's, I got two things I, to hate on. But, uh, Bruce, let me hear some of that hate before we get into this Hating Ass oh, Michael segment. Oh, you got one segment. of them big hate ones, huh? Oh, man. Hate, 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 uh, yes, sir. So this this week's hating ass uh, Michael segment. Two things. First thing I'm gonna hate on is Robinson Cano. What are you thinking? Like I just gotta hate on the way that you think. If you haven't heard, Robinson Cano tested positive for PDs. Now he's suspended for the entire season, and he will forfeit in one year twenty four million dollars. Can you imagine he's turning down $24 million because his thinking is terrible and he decided to take PEDs? Come on, Robinson Cano. Come on, bro. You was my boy. You an ex-Bronx bomber. You got one of the cleanest swings ever next to Griffey. Man. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? I know, like... He's trying to get that advantage, but come on, dog. You can't. You already making bread. I know, honestly, for him, I think it's more of, like, the ego thing when it comes to these players because he was a big-time player. Left the Yankees, and it was, like, downhill from there. And they might have known. They might have known, like, hey, man, he be juicing. We was able to, like, keep him out the mess back then because, you know, we got money. So we but handle things properly. A Rob was out here juicing. We didn't get to caught. lose twenty four million. Not not a lot of people get twenty four million in one year. And in, in baseball, year. you and get all gonna, of that. He ain't gonna hurt him. People don't get twenty four million. Ain't gonna hurt him. But just get twenty four million for a hundred years right now. Just to think about <laughs> that is like, man, what what were you thinking, man? Just let the PDs go. So I had to hate on that. The thinking of Robinson Cano losing that money because I know if I had twenty four million dollars in one year, it's a wrap. I'm about Y'all to be. Ain't gonna see me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Who? Yeah, I'm gonna be ghost. y'all ass. But um, then the next thing I gotta hate on to continue this hating ass Michael segment is a guy I don't even know who this DJ is, but his name is DJ Luke Nasty. This oh my dude, god, he made an ass shaking song to um, what's up, Keith? We got my guy Keith. Uh, good news. Who's in the chat room What's the deal um, Melodies from heaven The, the boy DJ <laughs> hey, DJ you. Luke Nassi Sampled Kurt Franklin's Melodies from heaven And made it into An ass shaking banger As it so, should I, I was just like Come on Why not though I was like Hey for, for me Someone who grew up Going to church And listening to Kurt Franklin And all that stuff You can't disrespect No classic No gospel classic Like that so DJ Luke Nasty, I gotta hate on you, man. I can't be having my my lady shaking her ass and Kurt Franklin. Oh, shit. Yeah, girl, oh, get no, okay. Oh yeah, get it, get it, get it. Might be the best of both worlds, and, and, and we might not even expected it. Oh, you might praise the Lord and get you some cake. <laughs> Why not? You know, you know, you when you went to church, you were still looking. No, yeah, but they wasn't in there twerking up in them churches. They wasn't up in there twerking, man. Shoot, twenty twenty, they up in church twerking. If we wasn't in a pandemic and churches wasn't closed, they'd be twerking in church, right? Because it's twenty twenty. Yeah, you never know. But they would have been in church talking about the WAP and all that. Hey, so I had to hate on. um, I had to hate on you, Robinson Cano, losing that bag, and then uh, DJ Luke Nasty. Come on, man! You can't Come be doing on, that. Come on, man! Give it to him one yeah, more time. Man, give me some, give me oh, some more hate, man. Hey, 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 hey
How you fumble the bag off like that? Yeah, that that's so. When I saw it, I said, "Bro, that's crazy." So Man, I, got, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Now I got it. Mike is wow. I got to hear the song now to see what it is. But um, <laughs> as you guys do know, Courtside Radio here. Mike Kelter, PG, Bruce Courtside on ones and twos. Yes, sir, yes, the shooting guard, Miss Ingold himself, Mike is here, and yeah, we got yeah. our our guest Brian Bruin Killer, Bruin Killer on Twitter. Make sure y'all tap in with him. Three two three. Um, but I wanted to talk about something, so I checked out this documentary uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nas was a narrator, and it was called Smoke. And it was about the um, the time I was like, Michael don't want no smoke. And he man, get out of here! Boy. It was about marijuana when it comes to the black community. Okay, and uh, it was like black and brown community because you had um, Be Real from Cypress Hill, man. who I didn't know nope. has his own um, company, his oh, own yeah. weed company. <laughs> Everybody um, has their own company now. But. It, and you would think that But just to see the things that I saw But it just talks about You know How how we was How it was And how it was looked at Because you know It was in the black community From the 70s Down to the 80s Where people were rapping about it And you had like guys like Snoop um, And others like Giving it that big praise uh, then it led, Yeah then it led the doors To a Wiz Khalifa And these other guys But weed has been so big Within the hip hop community Which consists of You know Mostly black and uh, you know Hispanic, and then you know you have some others, but just the impact of marijuana to to the people through the years, you you were able to see that on there. Then to see it now, how white America, who used to talk so bad upon it, was then, able to flip it to where they make eighty two percent of profit from marijuana because they were always involved in it. They were always smoking mm-hmm. it. They was always a part of it. You know that uh, that Russell Westbrook uh, gif or meme or when he's uh, sneaking to eat on the bench. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, like, oh. Oh, like y'all over there smoking, and then you sneak off and <laughs> do it yourself. Like, like everybody, like or a lot of people in this country smoke marijuana. Agree. And I can see that part of the problem was that it is one of those plants that can help so many people and it, it threatens their their income when it comes to all of the medication and big farm big farm companies and stuff like that. So why not say, Oh no, we gotta put that off, put that off, put that off, put that off. Now we're not ready yet until yeah. we can figure out how to make money and capitalize on that. But those. it's just crazy because, like, it still sucks that athletes can't really attack it while they're playing because, uh, you know, because of the rules and regulations on it. But like you said, just the way that marijuana can help some people, like the story that Al Harrington gave was that, you know, he oh, got to the his league. His story, yeah, his story is crazy, down, man. You got to check that out if you don't know it. No, if you, if you got it, if I yeah. if not, I know it so very well. He, he talked about... Um, how first he got to the league as a high school player, and he was just like that was one of the things his vets would have him do, like go and get, go and grab some some switches for us, you know. And he like, damn, why y'all smoke? Ain't this gonna kill y'all off? But then they come to practice and they dunking everything and balling, and he just like, man, these guys are are beasts out here. But then he said about his granny. Who you know is an old Christian woman had glaucoma. Yeah, who had glaucoma. Who's so against it that he got her on the weed and she started smoking and it like cleared her vision to where yeah. she so was she, able to read her Bible and stuff again. But th- that was the craziest stories that he said he had like they had uh, either smoked or whatever it had been and ingested. 
And then later down Like a few A couple hours later He went and he found her And she was in her room Crying And she was reading the Bible And she said yep. I don't know how many years She hadn't been able to read The actual words In her Bible mm-hmm. Until she smoked weed Facts And that is You know what I Or oh, used Or ate, uh, had an edible Whatever it may have been But that's the That's the That's what we talking about here mm-hmm. Like They have studies Where weed literally Attacks cancer cells Yeah And kills that's gonna, it That's what I was gonna touch on Weed actually Attacks and kills cancer cells. Y'all telling me y'all ain't got nothing for cancer? Y'all lying. That's all cap. All I caps. got that stat for you, Bruce. Super cap. You. Oh, go ahead. I know you know the details. Yeah, you, yeah, got already, it, you know, I got the stat for you. If you ingest one gram of hash oil for 60 days straight, it cures any form of cancer. That is a fact. Dr. Sebi put it out there. It has been researched and proven. There is money. There's money in the medicine. There's no money in the cure. Yes. Big Pharma knows what they're doing. So they know if we put this out there that actually cannabis and the cannabinoids that you can extract that do not have to do anything with THC usually. Outside of that, they do the CBD, which is for anxiety, stress, and pain. Then you have the THC, which is a medicated version of a form of cancer that they do not want people to know. So if you put a harsh or negative stereotype on it, guess who's going to come back for their drugs, for their medication that they got to pay Big Pharma for instead of getting a natural way of curing people this shit is sick they yeah. are monetizing medicine to not help people yeah this shit is sick. and the fact that you know it's taken from like the people who was advocating and pushing this for years has been minorities you know oh, yeah and the fact that they're like for me to see that bro you went from telling us how bad we were for using it yeah. to like being come like oh us. yeah come, oh we got it too y'all yeah we got it's like wait wait wait, wait. legal version it's better it's we're, not, you it's was the same one that was saying yeah, we yeah, couldn't do this no. and, you know you was making these movies and all this stuff and joking and laughing at us and saying that we was making us stupid and you got people in jail who still serving all this time for it to where it was like oh so now y'all when y'all can sell it it's, it's good yeah. now oh, it's all, let me get them out like yeah. I done, done 30 hey, years you gonna give me a hundred million Right. Yeah, right. No, right. you're not. Yeah, facts. So, hey, hey, Brian, man, you are a guest here. Uh, what's, what's your thought on uh, marijuana when it comes to, uh, you know, the minority uh, community, the black community, Hispanic community, and several others? I think you guys hit it right on the head with uh, with everything you said. I think it started in, it started in the eighties yeah, when when Ronald sure. Reagan said that crack cocaine is punishable by 10 or more years mm-hmm. and he's but then cocaine the came out yep. and cocaine yeah, yeah cocaine cocaine was a right, uh, rich people uh, white people drug mm-hmm. and, yeah, say and it right. people got getting people caught drug. up and then yeah and then that became that became oh they're not they're they're okay just give them some some counseling give them some rehab and then you know don't give them time though because it's cocaine yeah. but if it's crack Put them in jail. Else. In the eighties, they were they were yeah they were putting us away for ten years plus. Facts: Black and brown people are the most incarcerated in the United States, and they have profited off our net like they have literally profited off our our ancestors, the people that we know around us, people that we grew up with, and our family. They incarcerate us at a seventy eight percent higher rate than any other race. This shit gotta stop. No, yeah, and it's bro, it's it's just yeah, there were. Uh, I want I want to add a little bit to to what he just said. You got it. That the population is, is so high, and they, there's a good uh, there's a good anecdote in the show Narcos, and season okay. two, where they where they say they bring up the point that starting on seventy eight moving forward, 
the government uh, started funding all these drug operations, like like, like the DEA, etc., etc. The funding for them was crazy all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they had millions to play with. They could buy helicopters. They could buy jets. They could have all this funding. The reason why is because he brought it up in the show. He said towards the end, he said the only reason why the United States is really funding to stop this is because they're not getting any piece of the pie. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. over $2 billion made in, dr- in drugs every year. And this government is not touching any of it. And yeah, that, that, that makes them go crazy. And it, and it's, be, yeah, it's true. crazy. Yeah, they put a hundred million, a hundred million dollars of cocaine and crack that they gave to Ricky Ross back in the day, and they pushed it. And the only reason they stopped him was because when he talked about it and went against the government in court, that's when they said, "No, no, no, you talking too much. Don't tell him too much truth." He was like, "Why? You guys, pro- you guys provided me with the crack and the coke to push in the hood that you wanted, so I could monetize this for you." Okay, I got you. Yeah, so it's it's just crazy, man. But you know, marijuana has always played a big part in the uh, you know the black community, um, and like it's it's only going to play a bigger and bigger part because it's going to continue to be in the music. Now, since you know we have people who own some of these companies who are selling the weed, that you know it's something that isn't going anywhere. And uh, I just wish you know minorities will be would would be gaining more from this since it's been so much a part of our communities for years. And you know even when they try to make it look like a bad thing, yeah. even though it's really not, it's just you. We will hope that eventually it can kind of switch more to us benefiting. It's only bad from because it. it doesn't benefit them. Yes, you know until yep. it benefits them. It's only bad them, when people can't make money off. You know, it. and like I said, they yeah. just they look for any way to to bring us down and put us in a bad light with people and continue to make us the the bad guy and and the scary person and the evil person or whatever but honestly we just sit at home and smoke weed and chill and we don't want to bother nobody and y'all come in here talking this craziness messing with my check messing with my money (laughs) now i'm angry you got it brian exactly i i want i want to throw some some facts that, that may come in the next few years that a lot of people are lobbying for weed to become legal and then they want to become more distributed more you know more of a slap on the wrist than instead of jail time but i believe that what they're going to try and do and this is a a fearless forecast just like they went after smoking companies remember all the Mm. truth commercials truth and then they made they made smoking not cool all of a sudden now nobody smokes yeah true that whole generation is dead Mm -hmm. i think they're going to go after the weed companies next they're gonna yeah. start making these weed commercials that it does it does this to you unless unless you actually need it then it's gonna actually rot your brain and it's gonna I I hope it doesn't but I think that's where they're going after yeah especially Next. especially if yeah especially if it starts leaning towards minorities making most most of the money they're really gonna be alright we tried it worked for a minute but now it's going it's it's moving toward their side so let's shut it down but uh, we could talk about that all day long but uh, let's let's get out of here to this. Throwback Thursday per the week, baby. Day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Some days I sit and wish I was a fire. But uh, yeah, this is our thir- uh, Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. And this guy just celebrated a birthday, and it has to be him. Uh, Mr. White Chocolate himself, Jason hey. Williams. Hey. Gotta My give him the hand claps. 
uh, seventh overall pick, first round pick uh, of the Sacramento Kings in 1998. Uh, he won a championship with the Miami Heat in 05 or 06. All rookie team coming out, career averages of 10 points, uh, two rebounds, uh, nearly six assists, 5.9 to be exact. But Jason Williams, such an exciting player to watch just with the passing, the dribbling, and to see a white guy doing that really stood out. That's why we call him White Chocolate. But, yeah, that's this week's Throwback Thursday player of the week. His best year was his first year with Memphis, which he averaged uh, 15 points, nearly 15 points, 8 assists, uh, nearly 2 steals. But yeah, we just a lot of times we remember those King days because he was just so crazy with Peja, C-Web, and Vladi Divac. Uh, any quick takes on uh, White Chocolate? Damn. Flashy, bro. My, one of my he favorites. Has, he still has that. Go ahead, B. Go ahead. Nah, nah, nah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, one of my favorites always has been, even in Sacktown, uh, and especially being a Laker fan and having to see him usually four times a year, just the excitement that he brought, you know, and the flashiness, and then he was able to kind of get it together when he went to Miami and actually get a little something out of the deal, and then he was in Orlando having a little fun too, but he always played with the swag, and, like, that's something you look for. And I'm one of those, like, dudes that's like, I'm always going to get a white basketball player credit when he can do something like what Jason Williams was doing because he yeah. was making dudes look foolish out here. Yeah, he got Gary Payton tried to trip him. He yeah, he was mad because he was bad. crossing him over <laughs> so bad. Well, go ahead, Brian. You got to be. I, I, I want to give a major props to uh, to White Chocolate. I used to love his passes to C-Web. He still has a... He still has the sickest pass in NBA history where he goes behind the back and hits it with his elbow. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Great pass. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. friends, I mean, thanks for missing. A, yeah. Damn. Classic. And, has, and then second second of all second of all, if you notice, he's actually the only second player that come from the playground to actually do good in the NBA besides Skip to Malou. No, true, yeah. He, he was one of like he had like that playground style. Yeah. yeah. That he, like that nobody else really had except for except for Iverson a little bit. But besides that he's he was he used to do all these behind the back, you no know, look passes, how nobody did like in the playground, and he brought it to the NBA. No, I agree. What about you, Mike? Any take on Jay Will before we get out of here? I give a quick one. I love Jay Will. I feel like he was one of the innovators of bringing the flash to the NBA in a successful manner. But also, I would love to see him as a ball handling coach sometime in the near future for the NBA, G League, or whoever will need him. But he has so many tools that he can give to the game and to the younger cats that keep that tradition going, keep it entertaining, keep it live, keep it fun. And let's make it happen, J-Dub. We love you, White Chocolate. All right, so shout out to White Chocolate. That's this week's Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. Um, man, that's that's been an episode, man. We want to give did. a major uh, shout out to uh, Brian. Uh, man, you got any plugs? Anything you want to plug, Brian? Nah, man. The only thing I want to plug is, not since you brought it up to Jay Will coaching, man, somebody give Alex Caruso Jay Will's numbers and show him how to cross over. Man, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I want to see that workout, man. Go on, get in there, bro. Work on that handle. Yeah, That's beautiful, man. Shout out, bro. I appreciate you tapping in with us, man. Thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you on Twitter. I'll see you soon, man. Be safe out there. And uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. You know, right, it's Courtside Thursdays. Mike Lee all the way out there from Tennessee. Tennessee. I only got one shout out before I go. Let me hear it. And get out of the camera like uh, Spice Adams. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, wifey, little man, I love y'all. I miss y'all. 
We're doing purposeful progression. We're going to get it. We're going to get it, bro. You want to build it? We love all our listeners, baby. Ooh, Tap in with us next I'm week. in these streets Lord, this weekend. Major key. <laughs> love y'all, man. Peace out. More out of my Peace. professional career.